everybody, Deacon Dave. I'm layperson Lisa. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Deacon, Deacon Dave and layperson Lisa show. Day 30, I don't know what she's doing, <laughs> of uh, our spiritual day. mentors program and everybody else on prayer. Yes. I won't tell you what we were doing before we started recording, but we were... I don't Here's know. Yeah, we're <laughs> going like that. You have to have fun while you're recording, especially when you're doing a bunch in a row. So we didn't take notes for this session, but Lisa has highlighted stuff in the catechism as we continue on um, in section four, section which is on four. prayer. So what paragraph should they refer to, Lisa? So this is 2603. 2603? Yes. And so it talks about how Jesus Jesus is constant yes to God the Father echoes the fiat of Mary, which I thought was quite beautiful. Yeah, that is that is very beautiful. And I think this is an important note here. Jesus, and, and Mother Teresa actually said this, that Jesus spent more time mm. going to the Father in prayer, and we see this throughout the Bible, than he did in his ministry. In ministering to people. Yeah, I read that somewhere too. I'm, okay, let, let, let's get this right, people. Jesus, the Son of God, our Savior, spent more time praying while he was here with the Father than he did doing his ministry. I would submit to you that we probably feel like when we're in ministry and we're doing the work of the Lord that we're we're actually spending time in prayer or we're doing what uh, we're, Yeah, we're, we're called to go forth out and to do things. Yeah. But if the Son of God spent more time in prayer, yeah. that might be a key indicator that we should be praying more in our lives, yeah, you know, because all of that informs and gives us what we need to go out and do the ministries. We get it backwards, I think, a lot of times, Lisa. Well, I have a fun fact about Mother Angelica, who was the founder of EWTN. Okay. For every hour that she was on the air, she spent an hour in adoration. I think wow. that's awesome. That's so if you're on the air for four hours, then she would have then been she in adoration four hours. for four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a commitment to recognizing what the source of everything it is that you're doing. Yes, yes. And I really think that that is called having your uh, priorities ordered properly. And I think it's also, it probably helped her grow in humility. Like she realized like, oh, this is not about me. This station is not about me, but it's Mm -hmm. about Jesus and spreading his good news. You know, I think that, Lisa, honestly, my prayer life over the last year and a half or so, because I've spent a lot more time in prayer and and reading intentionally to listen to God, mm-hmm. I think that it has actually helped me in my ministry. Oh, yeah, I bet. It, is, it has helped me in um, giving the homilies that the Lord mm. wants me to give. Yeah, because now you don't even really... Well, there's special graces, I think, yeah. that come from from just being in relationship, because it's not anything that I'm doing. Right. But but I, I can sense the difference in how I'm able to uh, live out my faith and my ministry and my vocation as a deacon Completely differently and more and more dependent upon God as a result of, of, of my prayer life. I also don't worry about things as much mm-hmm. that I that I'm preparing for and, and I trust that the Lord's going to place on my heart the things that He wants me to share in, in whatever uh, the particular case may be. I was with the bishop. We went to a solemn uh, profession of vows at for the poor Clares. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I got to be right there. It was very, very um, um, interesting experience. It was very nice. It's it's like a very unique experience. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I asked the bishop. I said, you know, you, it seems like you do like four or five homilies every week. And he says, I said, how do you have time to do those? And he said, well, you know, I I on Mondays my day off. He'll sit down. And he can usually get at least two homilies done. But he'll look forward in his week. He said he opens up the scriptures. He prints them out. Okay. And then he reads through them. So you can see that 
it's not just something that he's like whipping out. He's like literally, I'm printing the scriptures out and I'm reading through them and I'm highlighting things. And, and so there's a very uh, a thoughtful, prayerful process that the bishop, from what I gathered, goes through in preparing all of these homilies. And honestly, you have to be listening to God because when you're doing five, six, seven, eight homilies on any, I mean, everything from a solemn profession to a, a, a new building, it's just like all over the map. Yeah. And, and so it's not like you're just going around talking about the same scriptures all week. It is all kinds of different stuff with different applications. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Well, I think also I've found that since I've spent more time in prayer that whatever like I read or whatever I'm praying about, like it comes into play mm-hmm. in the people that I encounter. So I, it's, it's interesting that God is speaking to me in that way. So that when somebody says something that I was just like praying about, it's like, Oh, it's like all fresh in my mind and I can easily, more easily share it. And that shouldn't be surprising, right? Right. That uh, God is going to speak into what he knows is coming up. Yes. And if we're aware of that, we'll be able to to tap into that. Yes. Well, you know what, believe it or not, at least it's been five minutes. I know, on one catechism. Well, I'm Deacon Dave. I'm like, personally. We'll see you later. Bye.